The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply, and we're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Use the promo code MADNESS for 10% of orders of $40 or more. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne, up in the northeast of England. It's been snowing today. Uh, that's no good. Uh, today is Tuesday, March the 7th, and we are here with our first divisional preview for the upcoming MLB season. It's proper exciting. Um, most excited of all uh, to see my little happy face again, though, is Mr. Moonaf Manji. I am Moonaf. It's been too long. <laughs> Has it been too long? It's already March, and I'm going to have to look at your face for the next six, yep. uh, eight months, maybe more. But no. Yeah, it, baby. It comes around really fast, Malcolm. We were talking about this uh, when we did, I think, some of the off-season previews or talking about off-season stuff that MLB season sneaks up on you. It's already March. We're here for division previews. And then before we know it, the season is going to be underway, my friend. Yeah, well, I feel like we had a proper hot stove this time. Now, the minute the World Series finished, it was bang, and the, the winter meetings were upon us, and there was a load of really big moves. The first time in maybe three or four years, we had a proper hot stove. So, yeah, the baseball for me never really went away. We've been doing some WBC stuff as well, which kicks off tonight. Um, there was a podcast released earlier, by the way, if you want a few steers on uh, pools A and B in the WBC. But tonight we're going to look at the AL East, uh, which means we have friend of the show, um, friend of the network, in fact, I'll go with, because um, he did contribute on the World Cup Gambling Podcast as well, where was too high on Canada to win that. Um, <laughs> taught him a lesson. Um, Mr. Johnny Judd. Hiya, Johnny. How are you? Have you recovered from good. that? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Listen, Canada heartbreak. Um, I, the hopes aren't astronomically high for the World Baseball Classic. Um, so... We're good here. I mean, we're good. Low expectations. Un- undersell over delivers, my saying. So that's what we'll see with the Team Canada and the World Baseball Classic. But that soccer team was trash. I-, I, was- I-, I got caught into the hype. I got caught into the hype for it. It was a shame because there were quite a lot of fun. Um, and I think a lot of people were rooting for them. And then it kind of fell apart. And yeah. their, man- their manager had uh, exactly the same accent as me. So we were kind of rooting for them um, twice over. However, what you haven't done, John, is undersold your Toronto Blue Jays. If your Twitter feed, which is a constant source of amusement to me, is anything to go by, um, the Blue Jays are probably going to win about 159 games this year, I think. Oh, oh I'd take the over. I would take the over <laughs> on the, on, on the on I think they're going to be a wagon this year. We'll see what happens, man. Brand new team, pretty much. So this is going to be this is going to be something serious here. We got a lot to talk about with that. Yeah, we really have. Um, just before we get stuck into it, Johnny, can you just tell all our listeners where they can find you um, on Twitter and what podcast they need to go to to get all of your information? It's uh, Johnny Junta on Twitter with two A's uh, for the last name G I U N T A A, and uh, Gate Fourteen Podcast on Twitter. I'm sure you'll see it on the feed with all the stuff we post. But uh, yeah, we've just been grinding away with that, and uh, just just hammering out some content with the Gate Fourteen boys. Man, it's been great. It's been uh, pretty successful so far. Not even a year in, and uh, yeah, it's been abs- it's been insane. So hopefully, uh, 2023 keeps going like this. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, very much recommended. It's a load, load of fun. Um, American League East today, um, a competitive division, uh, certainly a three-horse race, possibly a four-horse race, uh, if Moonaf's Boston Red Sox can pull it together. But um, we'll go, I'm going to go, no, um, I'm going to go in odds order from top to bottom, Johnny. So if we're not starting with the Toronto Blue Jays. And um, we're going to start with the New York Yankees. Now, if we go back a year ago, 
I was quite high on the Yankees. You two gave me non-stop pelters for it. Um, and I can't really, I don't think any of us were right or wrong, actually, because they did okay. Um, and then sort of really got knocked off the perch um, in the playoff. So, so it gave with one hand and took away with the other. But the Yankees this time around um, for the World Series are eight to one. The American League, they are plus 375. To win this division, even money, plus 100. To make the playoffs are minus 500. And we've got a division total over or under here are 94 and a half. Uh, Moonaf will let you lead us off with the New York Yankees. Uh, I'll say hello to Captain Insano in the chat. Um, roll call, Captain Insano. Hardcore uh, listener, so good afternoon to you, Captain. Um, Moonaf, New York Yankees, what you got? Uh, where do we start with the Yankees? Uh, certainly they had a big offseason, uh, obviously re-signing Aaron Judge, uh, also adding Carlos Rodon to the uh, pitching rotation. Uh, as much as it pains me to say, I think they do have at minimum a top three, if not the pitching ro- best pitching rotation in all of baseball. Uh, we give a lot of slack to Garrett Cole on the pod and on Twitter and stuff like that, but um, he's more consistent than not. Uh, obviously, adding Carlos Rodon, a left-handed guy, is a big, uh, big uh, get for them as a one-two punch at the top of the rotation. Uh, Severino looked pretty decent coming back from the injuries that he was dealing with uh, for the past couple years. And then Nestor Cortez was just an animal last season as well, making the all-star game. I believe he was a starter, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in that all-star game. Uh, and then you you know, round it off, you know, you're going to get Frankie Montas back, but you also have uh, Domingo Herman in that uh, pitching rotation for the Yankees. So for me, I think this Yankees uh, rotation, I think they went out and got another ace like they needed to get. Uh, with Carlos Rodon, I, I may or may not put a Cy Young ticket in on him at 12 to one. Um, and then we talk about, I think the downfall kind of is their, their lineup, obviously getting Aaron judge back is, is huge for them. Anthony Rizzo, getting him back is great, but I, I'm still kind of torn on where to kind of go with this pitch with this batting lineup, because I'm not sold on Glaber Torres at the top of the lineup. They did. They are going to add some prospects as well at that bottom of the lineup, but when we talk about Josh Donaldson, I mean, I just think the Yankees can't wait to offload his contract or until his contract expires. For me, I still think they are. I think it's Blue Jays and Yankees. I know we'll talk about the Blue Jays uh, in depth with, with Johnny, but for me, I feel like the Yankees are still, with the additions that they made, I still think that they are going to get over this win total of 94 and a half. They're a great regular season team for them. We've seen it over the last past couple of years, uh, Malcolm, that the Astros just own this team in the playoffs, but for the regular season, they're a very good team. We saw it last year. They took the ALEs crown home. Um, I think it's going to be a two horse race between them and the blue Jays. But for me right now, I kind of like the over on their 94 and a half win total. So the over for Muna, would you have any interested in them? Uh, even money uh, plus 100 for the division Muna? Uh, not at even money. I think you and I have extensively talked about it during the season, especially that you can get better odds during the season. Let's just say they get out of the gate, at a very slow pace. And then you could probably get some plus odds on them um, at this point. So uh, for me right now, not, I may wait for a better price during the regular season. Uh, but not uh, as of right now, if you told me to put money down, I would probably put my money elsewhere for, for a division title. Okay. So no, no bet on the division for me enough, but just like the over uh, Johnny, no, you're a big fan of the Yankees. How are they going to go this year? I listen. I, I'm going to take my biases out of this. They're a good team. I mean, they're at the end of the day, they're the Yankees. I mean, you got Garrett Cole potentially being the third best starter on that team with Rodon. Um, I think Nestor Cortez is better than Garrett Cole, and uh, yeah, Garrett Cole is the three guy. I just there's a lot of question marks in that lineup. I mean, there's going to be regression for Aaron Judge, obviously. I mean, that's just that's just not a guarantee, but there's a high chance he has a, like a decent amount of regression. So who's going to make up for that? That's that's the question. They didn't get better offensively. Uh, and that lineup last year in the ALCS was just straight trash. I mean, they were just not good. Um, the the regression is going to be there for Judge, like I said. I don't know where that offense is going to be, but just for people betting on the win totals, they have to understand you're not playing in your division. twenty. You're playing 24 less games against your division rivals because of the new schedule playing every single team. So 
that win total, in my opinion, is kind of easy with the New York Yankees, like especially having to face all these kind of tr- not trash, but not good NL teams uh, like the Reds will be playing. We playing everyone. So I think that's kind of a slam dunk win there for the Yankees with that win total. Do I think they're going to win the division? No, I think the Jays are better on paper and more rounded of a team. But yeah, that win totals, in my opinion, is is easy just based off the fact that they're not playing the Jays as much as they did last year or the Orioles or the Rays or the Red Sox. I mean, it, it, it's kind of a slam dunk in my opinion. Okay. Well, I'm going to agree with both of you about 95% of the way here. Um, the, uh, the, I've made the exact same notes, Johnny regression from judge. I mean, you've got Giancarlo Stanton age 34 now, certainly not going to stay any healthier. Um, they're still projecting Aaron Hicks in right field. Um, yeah. I saw him, he, he dropped a dolly last night right down there. Josh Donaldson already, uh, Moon has alluded to. So there's not an awful lot of upside. I think the, the one name who's been given the upside tag is Harrison Bader, who has got potential, but only because there's no one else that you can tag with that uh, label. The, he's the only one, really. He's a great defender. A um, couple of young guys possibly could move the needle for them. Uh, Oswald Peraza and Cabrera. And then Volpe as well. Love the rotation. Um, I've so agree with everything that you've said until we get to the total. And I've got them going quite a little bit under this 94 and a half. Uh, so we're nearer 90, believe it or not. Um, so yeah, we, we think the same on the club, but yeah, I just think the the whole thing um, is just, the division's more competitive. Like you say, there are going to be fewer games in there. But yeah, I just, um, yeah, I came down on the other side and and yeah, I was nearer 90 than the, than the 94 and a half. So um, I'll take the under uh, where you two boys have got the over. And yeah, there certainly wouldn't be my pick for uh, the division or anything else at the prices. Um, we'll get out to Johnny's Toronto Blue Jays um, in a hot second. Once I've told you about uh, WinBet, our headline sponsor here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, WinBet, active in a bunch of states, tons of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays, a.k.a. wins build your own bet. Uh, March Madness is almost here. First half unders, can't wait, getting ready for it in the in the crowd. Um, NBA, NHL, XFL, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100 to get $100. That's limited to state availability. If one of our DGENs, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. Loads to choose from. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Okay, next up, and just behind the Yankees with the bookies, are the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, 9-1 to for the World Series, plus 425 for the American League, plus 175 for the division, minus 270 to make the playoffs, a total of 91.5. Johnny, you ready, steady, go. What have you got? Listen, I mean, this team right here, they prioritized base running and they prioritized defense, especially with the ship, shipping out of Lourdes Gurriel and uh, Teoscar Hernandez to grab guys like Dalton Varsho, Kevin Kiermeyer, and stuff like that. This defense is going to be special, man. This outfield defense, you already see Dalton Varsho making plays and we're only two weeks into spring training here. I think this team got substantially better. They're going to be stealing a shit ton of bases. They're going to be making up for, I mean, the loss of power with just what they're going to be able to do on the base pass. I think this team's going to be special. Jose Barrios bounce back, I'm hoping, and Yusei Kikuchi looks good so far this spring. I think this team's going to be better. I think 91.5 wins is, is, like, crazy to me, especially with this new schedule. I think that over is the easiest bet ever. And uh, I, I just think this team's going to be something, something really special this year, man. I think the division is not a lock, but I think it's a good look at especially with those odds. I believe they're plus 250 around that range, I think. Um, it, 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 it just makes the most sense value-wise. You, why would you bet the Yankees at plus 100 with a lot of question marks? Frankie Montas is gone, all that type of stuff. The Jays, I mean, Dalton Varsho is a guy who, who led the league in outs above average in the outfield last year. Very good outfielder, shows power. Brandon Belt addition, fully healthy. Kevin Kiermaier, fully healthy. I think his team's going to be good, and I think 91.5 is a little too low for my liking for that uh, for that total. Um, yeah, I fully agree with you again on your points at the top there. That outfield defensively, I think, is probably the best in the league now. 
Um, I'd be surprised if it isn't. They have sacrificed uh, some bits and bobs, but really the, the bits and bobs they sacrificed weren't really working. Um, you had Bobachet, who got very, very hot late in the season. He needs to carry that form immediately on and has already talked about it. It was his base running that went to pot last year, actually, uh, for some reason. He couldn't base run. We know Vladdy's always struggled a little bit with it, uh, but Bichette needs to get back to what he was. Um, so there are two things. I think, Johnny, the it, the rotation, so last year, Manoa and Gorsman were great. The guys behind them, um, not so much. Now, they've added Chris Bassett, who I think will it just act as a nice anger. He's not very exciting, um, but he's going to eat some innings, which is good. And really, you see, it, it, it's, it's Kikuchi, it's Berrios. You've been high on them. How much of that is hot air and how much of that is what you truly believe? Well, Kikuchi, I mean, the pitch clock is going to benefit him a lot, I think, because he's one of those guys that thinks too much when he's on the mound. And if you watch, I think he hasn't give, he's given up one hit this entire spring, zero runs, facing decent, I mean, not a great lineup, but he's faced big leaguers. Obviously, he's not facing minor leaguers. And he's shown to be able to get out of jams. I mean, we had a runner on second today, one out, got back to back outs, punched out uh, Austin Hedges. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be fine. You get a four-five ERA. You say Kikuchi is your five-hole starter. That's fine with me. Jose Brios is going to bounce back. Let's say he has a four ERA. That's a good four starter. And I think Chris Bass is going to be fine too. He's synonymously known for. I mean, just inducing weak contact and stuff like that. I think. I think he's going to be fine. I think. Uh, this bullpen got substantially better. Eric Swanson's up there. The Jays have called up. Uh, I mean, Nate Pearson's going to be back. Uh, the Julian Fernandez they, that they picked up in uh, waiver claims, who's throwing 98, looked really well, really good this spring. There's going to be a lot of changes. The bullpen's going to be better. The rotation is kind of the only really question mark with this team. But if you can get a 4-6 guy as your five starter and a Barrios at a four guy, that's a really good rotation, especially where you're facing these not really good teams like the the Reds they'll be playing this year. They'll be playing a lot of teams like that. So I I, I think the Jays will be fine. I, I really do think they're going to be good this year, really good. That's twice you've dunked on the Reds, and we're only 17 minutes in. We're not even talking <laughs> they're about it. They're just – what a shame. Um, uh, Munaf, uh, tell us about the Blue Jays. Yeah, I think Johnny made most of the points that I was going to make. I think there's uh, – the word potential – really comes to mind with guys bouncing back this year right and i think jose barrios is not the first guy that really came to my mind when i thought about the blue jays right i mean we saw how dominant he was with the minnesota twins hasn't really panned out yet for the blue jays but i think this is a good bounce back year for jose barrios and that will really form out their rotation kikuchi at the five i i don't have a problem with that at all i mean last season he was more of a fade guy when he was on the on the mound where he was easily given up, you know, four or five runs within the four, first four innings. But I think Johnny mentioned it, that that pitch clock should benefit him because when you if you watched him pitch last year and over the course of his career, frankly, that he is thinking too much when he's on the mound there. So he should benefit him. Um, and they made a significant shift where last season this team was I think more offensive minded, but now like you guys just talked about that, that outfield is it's going to be one of the more, one of the better defensive outfields, if not the best one, like you mentioned there, Malcolm with the additions of Kevin Kiermaier, you talked about Dawson Marshall. Uh, and now I think they're moving uh, George Springer over to, I think right field. Yeah. I read he's that already part. really good defensively in the first place. Yeah. So I think number one, that if George Springer is able to stay healthy at that top of the lineup, you have guys in this lineup that can easily, get you 25 home runs at minimum. When we talk about Bo Bichette, George Springer, Vlad, we know he'll get into the 40 range. All three of those guys can get you 30 home runs at minimum. So it's going to be interesting to see. I, I think the, you know, Johnny could expand maybe a little more on this. That they, they like the manager. Obviously they, they brought him back. Um, I think the culture really changed when they, when they made that change. I think it was last year, but I really like the Blue Jays this year. I like the over on their win total. I think if you're asking me to put money down on a team to win this division, I think this is probably the year for the Toronto Blue Jays to hoist that AL East uh, uh, crown this year. So I'm going to go with the over. I, I really do like the way they uh, – the things the, – the additions that they made uh, to this team uh, for this upcoming year. Yeah, it's funny, Moon. After, this is now the third year we've been doing – this show and I think in year one this was kind of just when the Blue Jays window was opening um, yeah. and we looked at it and we said repeatedly that this lineup or the lineup they had at the time could be the same for eight, nine, ten years. This could be an absolute dynasty and then actually this year I think is a really important one because 
the Blue Jays have, have had to manoeuvre away a little bit. Like we said, they've brought in bats like, or players like Kea Meyer, who never who wouldn't have really fitted into that in the first place. So they kind of, it was a, it was a brick by brick strategy. And I think they've, they've done well to change it. They haven't just sort of blindly followed a system that kind of wasn't working. The, the, some of the fundamentals occasionally for me would let them down a little bit. I think um, the one name, I'm sorry, uh, Malcolm, that we didn't even mention at all, what I was a huge fan of last year, is Alejandro Kirk, man. That guy was like yeah. a hit machine last year, um, and I think that he's going to be right there. I think they're probably projecting him to be in that four hole uh, right behind Vlad, but that, that that's going to be a great um, – he's going to be a, a good fantasy guy this year at that catcher position. Um, they're projecting him to hit around 277 uh, this year, and then the guy that can get you – in the realm of 20 home runs as well. So uh, there's a lot of potential. I think they're finally going to put it together this year for the Blue Jays. Yeah, Kirk's a, re- a really interesting player. He's going to miss the WBC because I think his wife's having a having a baby. But the the trade, the Varsal trade, was just the perfect storm of Toronto having three catches. Um, Kirk and DH, Danny Jansen's going to play most days. And Moreno, catching is the sort of position where you just need to play every day. There's no substitute for it. So he was never going to be able to do that. So they moved him on and they got that piece in Varshaw that's absolutely crucial. So that was a really beautiful trade for all parties. The other thing I quite like in Toronto is that they've mucked about with the park a little bit. They've uh, Some of the walls are all bigger and smaller and it's not quite as symmetrical yeah. as it was. Um, and I think it's just going to be generally a little bit more fun. Now, having said that, boys, um, if you hark back to the New York, I guess you both took the over and I took the under. I'm going to do exactly the same again. I've got really a, a blanket finish uh, and we'll come up to um, the rest of that when we talk about the Tampa Bay Rays, but I've got them under round about 87. Um, so I'm going to go on the other side. As much as, again, I like them, I'm looking forward to watching them, um, but I just, for the for the same reasons with the Yankees, um, I'm, going to take the, I'm going to take the under, so I will zig uh, where you two are zagging. Uh, and we move on to talk about the third team. Um, oh, my, my what hit question. me? Uh, sorry. So the, the the changes to the park, Johnny, does that benefit more the pitchers or the hitters? The hitters. So, like, a guy like Varsha, who's a lefty, the, the right center gap is brought in, like, 18 feet. So okay. he's going to be obviously launching balls. Same with Brandon Belt, who's, like, like they had calculated. I, I don't remember what they calculated it with, but Brandon Belt would have, like, a significant amount of more home runs if he was playing at the Rogers Center um, last year and the year before with some of the balls that he would hit. Mm-hmm. So that's like a thing they prioritized. And uh, Boba Shett likes to work the ball that way. Vladdy likes to work the ball that way. There's that's why I took the over is because there's just there's just going to be a ton of um, run scored and the Jays outpower a lot of teams. So that that's why I think with that. Okay. And, yeah, I think officially the the park went from one of the most neutral there was and it sort of moved the needle um, like you say as Johnny says in the direction um, of being um, more hitter friendly not uh, not not too far but yeah but far enough for uh, to see to see more action in there anyway um, the Tampa Bay Rays 22 to 1 uh, for the World Series 11 to 1 for the uh, American League plus 380 for this division the playoff odds are minus 185 and the total is at 89 and a half. Um, I'll lead us off with the Tampa Bay Rays because the, the Rays are going to be my selection here for this division. And also, I'm going to throw them out uh, at 22 to 1 for the World Series. I think the odds are bigger than the chances, effectively, um, for, for both of those markets, for the World Series and this division. Um, so for that reason, I'll, I'll throw them out. Um, the lineup is very much more of a bits and bobs lineup than it. Um, as it always is in Tampa, there is some power, but there's a lot more average and speed, especially in the top half. I really like the rotation uh, this year. Um, Zach Eflin is a really interesting SP3 uh, behind McClanahan and Rasmussen. Jeffrey Springs had a great year last year. He's going to need to hold his form again. Uh, the bullpen, as usual, is the matchup stuff, although I do think um, Pete Fairbanks could just run as a closer. So I'm tipping up for the division here. Not necessarily. Really, it's a it's a odds. It's a value against the total. As I'm saying, this could be a blanket finish for me. The predict um, 
perversely, the total is 89 and a half. I'm going to take the under. So I'm taking the under on the Yankees. I'm taking the under on the Blue Jays. I'm taking the under on the Rays. They're all going to get to 87 or 88. You could throw a blanket over a lot of them. Um, but the prices mean of the three, if that's my my projections are they're all going to finish in a line, of the three, you have to take the Rays at plus 380. Double the price of the Blue Jays and nearly four times the price of the New York Yankees. They're going to win this league um, with 89. Um, they're going to win the division with 89 wins. Um, that is my prediction. Munaf, are you going to tell me I'm mad? I'm going to ask if you're, yeah, well, you are mad. I already know that for the past three years, but yeah, um, fair enough. I'm going to ask you if you're drunk right now as well. But, uh, <laughs> maybe put something in your tea. Look, this, I think this is a year that this team really regresses. Last year, they won 86 games, I believe. They finished up 86 and 76. This team is one injury away from either Wander Franco or Randy or Rosarina. This offense is going to complete shit. I just feel like that they are, they're the Milwaukee Brewers of the American League. They have all the pitching, but the offense is just not there for this team. They had Kevin Kermar last year in center field. Now he's over to Toronto. Um, but this, this lineup just doesn't excite me, man. They just don't have any power guys. I don't, I mean, I can see a world, obviously Wander Franco and Randy or Rosarena can hit 30 home runs, but nobody else in this lineup really excites me. You're right. The pitching is great with Shane McClanahan, Drew Rasmussen, Tyler Glassdown is already hurt. Uh, so we're not going to know if he's going to be able to make it through a full season. I don't think he's pitched a hundred uh, innings in, in his career in a single season has Tyler Glass now. So, I feel like this is the team that's going to take the step back. Um, I'm just not very high on this team coming into this year. The back end of the rotation, I mean, yeah, there's potential there with Jeffrey Springs and and Torino's, but for me, I think offensive, this team is really going to struggle this year. And again, they're just one injury away from either Wander Franco or Randy or Rosarena that this lineup can go to absolute shit. So for me, I'm going to go with the under here. I feel like they're in the neighborhood of more of 80 Anywhere from 82 to 85 wins this upcoming year. Um, Moonaf, that's exactly what they want you to think. Uh, you never learn. Uh, Johnny, um, I'm guessing you're going to lean under as well. Um, yeah, I'm going to lean under. I mean, looking at this lineup here, these last four hitters, Manuel Margot, Isaac Paredes, Christian Bethencourt, and Jose Siri. Is that a good bottom four of a lineup? They had no guys... In that lineup that hit over 25 home runs last year, not one. The closest was 24 with Brandon Lau. This team doesn't hit for power. They don't really hit for average. I mean, they, the highest average based off of um, last year's stats, if I'm looking at this correct, was 283. They don't really do that much. I mean, I, I, Jose Siri is, a good, is good defensively, but having him at the bottom of the lineup with 157 strikeouts last year, that's just not going to play. I don't think I, I, this lineup is – you could have the best pitching in the world, but when you have a lineup like this that doesn't really produce runs, their highest RBI leader was 78 last year. 78 RBIs led the team last year. This team is going to try to nickel and dime teams in a division where nickel and diming isn't, isn't a possibility. The Yankees aren't a nickel and dime team. The Jays are going to score a lot of runs. I just don't understand – I just don't know – how this team is going to win games. This team's going to regress, and the team we're going to be talking about next is going to regress significantly as well. I, I, I'm i not sold on the, on the Tampa Bay Rays, especially with all those question marks. And I think Zach Eflin, the Phillies didn't even want him as a starter. He, he got moved to the bullpen because he was not he, he was struggling as a starter. So I don't, I don't know. I'm not sold on Zach Eflin. I'm not sold on the Tampa Bay Rays. If you've got a, a pen hand, you write this down, Johnny. Zach Eflin, top 25 fantasy pitcher. Uh, this season, you can get back to me in September. Send me a bottle of whiskey or something oh, uh, no. to apologize. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I tell you what, this is great for the show. It's almost planned. It's like one of those uh, one of those commercial radio shows where one guy has to say one thing and then I'll take the complete opposite view. Um, let's see where if we can find some consensus on the Boston Red Sox, who are forty to one for the World Series, twenty to one. For the American League, 20 to 1 for this division, uh, plus 310 for the playoffs, and the total here is at 77 and a half. Uh, Moonaf, you are the Red Sox fan here, so tell us why Boston can win this division. Well, they're undefeated in the spring training right now, they're 7 and 0. Oh. I mean, Whoa, come on. what a team! <laughs> 
I think the biggest concern about this team is going to be the pitching. There's just no question about it. When you have Corey Kluber as your number two guy this upcoming season, you're in a world of trouble here. Uh, I don't trust Chris Sale to stay healthy, even though he made his first appearance, I think, yesterday for the Red Sox. But, again, he's been he's been hurt more than uh, he's been actually uh, pitching for this team uh, over the past couple of years. They lost Xander Bogarts. Thankfully, they 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 signed Rafael Devers to a, a a long-term contract. If not, then there might have been a Boston Tea Party uh, part two uh, this offseason. But I think that the the lineup definitely has potential. Obviously, they picked up uh, Yoshida from the, the Japanese team. And I think the one concern about this team for the past several seasons, if you want to go all the way back to the Jacoby Ellsbury and Dustin Pedroia days, was guys that could get on base and, and the power hitters bringing them in. Um, I think Yoshida didn't have a on-base percentage of less than 400 while his time in Japan. I think that's really going to help the Red Sox now. We'll see where he ends up in the batting order, whether he's going to be leadoff or he's going to be batting cleanup. Right now, he's projected to back cleanup for this team. Uh, you brought in Justin Turner. He's probably going to be a one-year, max two-year guy. He's getting up there in age as well. Um and don't bore JD Martinez, obviously. Alex Verdugo, okay, he, he you know, he's he's gonna be okay. Uh Trevor Story, you signed him to that big contract last year. He's been hurt since last year as well. So uh, the lineup I think is gonna be okay. It's just a pitching that for me that's just gonna gonna be the biggest red flag for this team. And last season, this team, Malcolm, I mean, you take a look at the standings, they were absolutely atrocious in the within the division. They had a great winning record uh within the div oh, sorry, outside of the division last year. With less games, like we talked about throughout the pod here, uh, with less division games, maybe that helps them. But again, if Chris Sell goes down for an extensive period of time and you're relying on Corey Kluber to be your number one guy at that point, or even Nick Pavetta, good luck. I like the under on this team. I, I think that they're just they're not going to be very good this year. They may get Bellow. I know you're a huge fan of him, Malcolm, but. I don't know. I, I'm not very. I'm not sold on this pitching this upcoming season for this team. I'm going to go with the under. Last year, this team finished up 78 and 84. They were atrocious on the road at 35 and 18. Sorry, yeah, 35 and 46. And then against the division last year, 26 and 50. So, uh, give me the under for the Red Sox. As much as that pains me. Okay, uh, so it's under 77 and a half for Moonaf. Uh, Captain Sino in the chat fancies the over, uh, something I can get on board with, but before my picks, uh, Johnny Boston Red Sox. Yeah, uh, I, I, I was really confused with the offseason they had. Uh, Letting Bogarts walk, I get it. I mean, they weren't going to pay him that anyway. Signing Devers is a good move. Justin Turner's a very weird signing. Don't understand the point of that. Um, their rotation is an absolute shambles. I, I think James Paxton is a part of the rotation. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, he's going to be and in there. He's injured already. Yeah, and he's already injured. I mean, that rotation is absolutely fucking terrible. Like, really terrible. I, and relying on old Chris Sale, who hasn't pitched in really, like, what, five years? Like, like fully healthy is pitched in, like, whatever. Like, the last time was four or five years ago. That's a recipe for disaster. And having Corey Kluber, who I'm pretty sure teams like the Jays have been mashed uh, mash against them, I think is a 4-7, 4 ADRA against the Jays' lifetime, it's not great. I mean, and that lineup, like I said, really confusing. I don't get it. I don't get what, what direction this team is going in. And uh, I don't even think their bullpen's that good either. They don't really have that many good traits to that team. There's not – compared to the AL East, I mean, that team is not – not a good ball club. They might surprise me a little bit. Might surprise everyone a little bit this year with like Kike and Turner and stuff like that. But I just don't think they're a good baseball team at all, to be honest. Their ownership has no idea what they're doing. They're saving the money for Otani. That's what's happening. Uh, yeah, that's what they should be doing. <laughs> that's what they should be doing. So I'm guessing that's an under then, Johnny. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, this won't surprise you, boys. I am all over the over here. Um, firstly... Um, if there's any Boston Red Sox fans listening and you want to take the 20 to 1 about them winning this division, don't let me talk you out of it. Um, because again, that's a decent price. Um, the, the, that represents value. I would be betting it. I don't think they're going to win the division, but the 20 to 1, the odds um, do not reflect the chances there. They, they are not 20 to 1 shots. They should be sort of closer to maybe 12 or 14 to 1. So if you want a little bit of 20s, get yourself involved. Um, 
Yeah, question marks in the lineup. It's a polite way of putting it, uh, where you two have just absolutely pilloried the lineup. Did need a few things to happen. They need Tristan Cassas to take a step forward. Um, someone could reattach Justin Turner's head after yesterday um, and then get him going. Uh, Yoshida from Japan. Moon, I've talked about him. He's going to be a star. I like Adam Duval. I think that's a great signing, uh, doesn't it? For many, uh, for much average, but we've just talked about how Tampa Bay lack. Uh, home runs and power down at the bottom of their order. Adam Duval and it plenty out um, scheduled the bat seven. The rotation is a bit of an odd one. If you've still got that pen, Andy Johnny, you can write the name Chris Sale underneath the name uh, Zach Efron because I think Chris Sale's going to have a great season. Um, you've just absolutely shot him to shit here, uh, but I think he's um, <laughs> he's he's ready to go. He, he did have some trouble. Have a track record. There's no track record in the last four or five years. His, his bones are made out of fucking pastrami. Since they won that title, he hasn't been relevant. He literally hasn't done any. Like, he gets injured when he fucking rolls out of bed. That's why I just, I can't trust a guy like that. That's where well, I'm we can all from. we can all see that, but it takes a special kind of person to to, to see what's going to happen. I'm looking through the uh, through the windshield, not in the <laughs> not in the mirror. Um, he did have some trouble with the pitch clock yesterday, Chris. Yeah, that seemed to befuddle him a little bit. Um, he looked incredibly confused when he got called for not even nearly pitching inside the twenty seconds. But yeah, I think. Garrett Whitlock can do stuff in there. I don't mind Tanner Houck moving up. We talked about him yeah. last night. And then my guy, and Captain Sino's mentioned him in the chat, Brian Bale, um, had a possible, a little forearm strain, but he threw a couple of bullpens. He threw a bullpen on Saturday. Um, and I think he's going to be absolutely stellar this year. Um, the total, the over under is at 77 and a half. I've got them at 80. Um so I know Insano said they'd be 500, so he's got them at 81. So yeah, I'd be happy to take the over. Um, on them like I say I think this entire division um, is going to Constantina up really maybe until we get to the fifth and last team on the list here the Baltimore Orioles who are 50 to 1 to win it all they are 25 to 1 for the AL they are 25 to 1 to win this division plus 330 to make the playoffs and a total of 76.5 um now, for me, the odds are way off. They, they're, they're 100 to 1 shots for the division. They're not 25 to 1 shots at all. Um, last year, they won 31 more games than they'd won in 2021, which is quite incredible. I think it's a, it's a record. 14 times um, that's happened before. Uh, and the 12, time, 12 times from that 14, uh, the, that team has regressed by at least 12 wins. Um, so that nominally would take Baltimore back to 71 wins. Um, the front office have tried to guard against that. They've added some high floor players, which is actually not a bad system because, um, like I said, they've got, they've got a lot of potential there. And what they don't want to do is drop off completely. Kyle Gibson's a good example. Not very exciting, but he's just good. He's a relatively safe pair of hands. Cole Irving's uh, similar, came across from Oakland. They've already got the upside players, so they've actually added the floor in. Um, this team has probably got more, more players that I want to root for than any other team in MLB as well. A lot of MLB gambling podcast favourites, Moonaf, Kyle Bradish. Um, they've got the rookies, Grayson Rodriguez and DL Hall. Uh, Felix Bautista, the closer, is one of my favourites. He's an absolute creature. Uh, and then Gunnar Henderson as well. Uh, looking forward to him. So I'm really looking forward to watching them. Um, I think there's better days and better years ahead. But just on the on the strength of those stats, really, they're, they're going to regress by at least 12. Like I say, that takes them to 71. We've got a total projected here. It's 76 and a half. So it's way under for me. I'm happy to take the under um, and I wouldn't be taking them for anything else. They don't represent any value. But yeah, they're going to go way under, unfortunately. But they'll have fun doing it. Uh, Johnny Baltimore, what do you think? I I think that team, that owner, they need new ownership. They need they need some like they didn't really make any significant significant moves to like add a veteran presence to kind of mentor um the young guys cuz that team is just all young. Every single player on that yeah. team is young pretty much. There's no moves they made to get like a veteran presence for example like a Brandon Belt type which the Jays did to kind of mentor a guy who's done it before, right? Um, that's why you had a guy like Brandon Belt, but they didn't really do I mean, it. I Ky mean, Kyle Gibson's in there, obviously for the pitching staff, but yeah, I know what you mean on the, 
on yeah, the offensive side. They didn't, they didn't make any like splashes. When usually, if an owner has a brain, when they when they show a massive improvement like that, you want to win more. So you go out and get these big market free agent guys. They didn't do that. They did the opposite. They got these guys that are like lottery ticket guys, like a Cole Irvin who got absolutely fucking shelled yesterday. They're like, in my opinion, they're just not showing any any need, any want to win it, win a, win baseball games. I don't know. I think they're just trying to rely on these younger guys, and they're going to say, "Fuck it, let's just see what they do," which is fine. But it's not a recipe on how to win games. You got to add these veteran guys, like these little these Kevin Kiermeyers, these Brandon Belts, like these type of guys that can mentor the younger guys, show them how to win, show them how to be big leaguers, and they aren't doing that. Yeah, I, I mean, I can I can see what they tried. Like I say, I think they tried to underpin those young guys with, like I say, Cole Irving, Kyle Gibson, uh, even sort of Adam Frazier to some extent as well. Um, he's very much a bits and bobs player, but you'll just slot him in there and you kind of know what you're going to get from him. Um, so 76 and a half, Johnny, is that, is that an under from you? I'm taking that under. I think they win 70 games maybe. I think it's they're still a good team. I just They're not there yet. They're like four five years away from being good, I think. I And there's going to be a lot of regression there with that bullpen. That bullpen was just a bunch of random guys they picked up that ended up being really good, but there's obviously going to be regression. I'm not expecting a guy like uh, Felix Batista to be really, really good like he was last year. There might be some regression there, maybe with the pitch clock. I don't know, but um, yeah, I, I'm not expecting them to be anywhere near the way they were last year. 41 and a half minutes, Johnny, before we agreed on something. That's got to be uh, some kind of record. That's a decent effort. Uh, Mood off. Are you making this a team right? I think this was one of the teams that was probably the toughest for me. I, initially, when I looked at it on paper, I liked the over for this team. But when you guys just talked about the pitching, you know, when I looked at it more in depth over this last week, this pitching rotation might, I don't know, I want to say worse than the Red Sox, but it's it's up there with the Red Sox. I mean, when Kyle Gibson is your ace, he's showing flashes of he can be a good pitcher, but he kind of regresses after the All-Star break if you kind of dive into his numbers. Cole Irvin, we saw it last year. He has flashes as well, but he's again, he's more of, I think, four or five guy. When he's you know, you're relying on him to be your number two guy, I don't think that's going to pan out. I think this rotation might end up at the end of the day Outside of maybe Grayson Rodriguez, all having ERAs above four, um, this might be a team that you want to take a look at in the first couple of weeks for this first month and see how they're doing, uh, and maybe make a live bet at that point with some updated uh, win totals and then division odds if you so think so. But I like this. Uh, obviously, the projected lineup. We know we. I know last year Johnny pointed us in the direction of Adley Rushman. He mentioned his name last year, but uh, they brought him up. They for some reason. Went fifty six and thirty seven. Once they called him up, Gunnar Henderson, another uh, you know top guy that that's um, a, a top prospect, is going to be in this rotation. You kind of go down the list. Okay, Austin Hayes, a guy that can you know provide some power. They picked up Adam Frazier. He hasn't really been relevant since his days you know with the Padres. You know I know he had a little stink there with the Seattle Mariners, but Sarek Mullins is still there. So the the, the projected lineup. Their everyday lineup is going to be good. I think they're going to be able to put up runs. It's just they're going to give up even more runs with the bullpen and the rotation that they do have. So I'm going to go under with this team, but there may be a point during the regular season where I may, if this number gets low enough, that they're not out uh, or off to a hot start, whether it's in the month of April or even May. Uh may come back with the over, but at least for the show purposes right now, I'm going to go under with you guys as well. Okay, so the first the first team ride of the evening on the Baltimore Orioles under. Um, so that's got us to uh, the end of the five-team uh, prediction. So we'll go back. Um, let's have some division winners here. Um, we'll, start, we'll start with you, Johnny. Give us your division winner here. But then, um, obviously, you're not going to be here for the rest of the um, – divisional previews, etc. So any other picks, give us any division winners, any mad thoughts, any World Series winners, any award winners, anything you've got your eye on that you want to tell us about, now's your chance. I, uh, I'm i obviously going to go with the Jays. No no surprise there. I think that, like I said, I think they got significantly better. They fixed a hole. Um, they fixed a massive hole, in my opinion, with the... Uh, just with just with like how terrible defensively and base running they were, and like that bullpen was a question mark. They have Anthony Bass for a full year now. I think they're going to be good in that front as well. So 
But I'm going to give a futures bet that I like here. It is Jay's bias because that's the only team that I watch, really. Um, A guy who has just been dazzling this spring, who's been hitting the ball really hard, doesn't have to worry about contract talk anymore because he's locked in here for three more years. Bobachet to lead the league in hits at plus 3,000. I don't think that's a crazy bet. This is a guy who did it two years ago, and a guy who's been – I'm almost positive he's been averaging over – um, 200 hits a year for the last two or three years. Let me just pull this up here. Yeah, I mean, uh, where is it at? 189 hits in 2022, led the league. 191 hits in 2021, led the league. What is that crazy? Is that crazy to bet in the lead the league in hits and plus 3,000? I don't think it is. Bobachet led the league in, in just about everything last September. Um, so yeah, you, you can. Uh, absolutely make a case for him and, and you just have and that's a great price uh, Johnny I love it sorry Moon I thought you were going to say I was just saying he's a guy that stays healthy as well right like last two seasons he's played at least uh, 159, 159 games, games both years two. yeah 159 so, so yeah I, I like this um, hundred. like Johnny mentioned 191 in 2021 last year 189 so I, I think that this guy's probably going to be the X factor in this lineup and I think that he's going to be able to take even a bigger leap if that is even possible for him. I mean, look at it. Just look at his batting averages since he, you know, came into this batting, bro, or sorry, the batting lineup 311, 301, 298, 2021 in the last season, 290. If he can get, get work on getting the strikeouts down a little bit, uh, I, I think that, again, this is a great bet at 30 to 1. I, I don't hate this at all. Oh, okay. Moon off then. Um, give us your. Um, AL East winner, and then your if you've got a best bet for this division on the over under. Yeah, I'll go with. I'm gonna go with the Blue Jays as well. I think they what the offseason moves that they did make, making a shift to more of a defensive mindset, especially in the outfield. They have the bats. We are disgusted, right? But I think for them. Getting Kevin Kiermaier, Dalton Varsho in the outfield with George Springer, who I've seen when he was with the Astros, a great defensive outfielder. He's a guy against Springer that can hit you 30-plus home runs in that leadoff spot. And then the pitching rotation, you know, I was on Alec Manoa last year for Asai Young. I'm going to put that ticket in again this year as well. Uh, Kevin Gossman is is the is consistency. Jose Barrios is going to be the one guy I'm going to be looking out for this year to, you know, not really be in the form that he was with the Twins, but I think if he's going to be a solid number three guy or even a four guy for them, uh, I think that's going to bode well. Chris Bassett, again, another great pickup for this team. So I like this rotation. Uh, I like the batting order. I love the manager. Uh, and Johnny talked about the dimensions that they made uh, at Rogers Center there. So I'm going to go with the Blue Jays. I think it was like plus 250 there, Malcolm, for them to win this division. Uh, I got I plus 175, but jo- Johnny reckons he can find a little bit bigger, so yeah. I'll defer so to the bigger price. Around. Yeah, shop around, but I'm going to go Blue Jays. Um, if you put 100 on the Blue Jays at plus 175 or plus 250, it's going to return nothing anyway, so it doesn't really matter what price uh, we give you. Um, so my pick for this division, like I say, I've got this as an absolute photo finish. Uh, it's going to be a blanket finish, 88, 89 wins. Um, all three teams um, that are in contention here, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, and the Rays. And if that's the case, I have to back the Rays uh, for the division at plus 380. So that's what I'm going to do. I know you boys are not convinced by their um, nickel and dime uh, lineup, as John, you say, bits and bobs, as I would put it. But I just think that's, um, that's where my predictions uh, are coming down. And also... I'll throw the Rays in at 22 to 1 uh, for the World Series because they are, there's going to be much worse 22 and 20 to 1 shots out there. I mean, Munaf's holding his head as if. Uh, I mean, what's, what's wrong, Munaf? We'll discuss this at the end of the year that you already made the first outrageous <laughs> division pick this for this upcoming year. Is the freaking Tampa Bay Rays to win the division and, and putting money on them to win the freaking World Series? Listen, in, in when we have a bet, Moon, I've like you said, Baltimore, twenty-five to one to win the division. That is, they're a terrible twenty-five to one shot. I, I actually think Boston are a good twenty to one shot. Sorry, I would rather take the Orioles at twenty-five to one to win the division than the Rays. Well, you're a buffoon. You can join the ranks of the buffoons alongside nowhere. Hey, it's good for the show. No one wants to listen to a three-man show and everyone gives out the uh, Toronto Blue Jays as well. Uh, we need some uh, devil's advocate, and I'm just your man. So I'm writing all this down here. 
Tampa Bay Rays plus three eighty. Yeah, twenty uh, twenty two to one for the World Series. And my over under is the Boston Red Sox that over seventy seven and a half. I think they can get to eighty. Uh, Captain Cino says eighty. He wants around about five hundred for them. Uh, behind uh, uh, Chris Sale, Brian Bale, um, resurgence season. Uh, and they're my picks. Um, Moonaf, is there anything else we need to talk about for the people? No, Johnny, I don't know if Johnny wants to give out a World Series prediction for, I think he's obviously going with the Blue Jays with the American League. I don't know about a National League team that he I, likes. For the National League, I don't know. I, you can never rule out the Atlanta Braves, man. That's that just one that team that you can too. just never rule out no matter what happens. Uh, I think it's going to – I think – I might. I don't know. I, I didn't give this last year. I think it's going to be Braves, Blue Jays, or Braves Astros. Uh, the Astros okay. getting Jose Abreu is fucking wild. That's just no one's really talking about that. <laughs> yeah, it's insane to me that they just add a guy like that, and then they got the Hunter Brown kid who's going to be coming up who looks really good. It you can never rule out Jordan, that Ber- Bregman, Altuve. The Astros, in my opinion, are probably the best team in baseball still. So. Um, I'm going to probably go Jays or Astros against the Braves. I think the Braves are just Michael Harris, Strider. That team is is fucking. That team is special, man. So, I think that's like a that that's probably really good odds to be on, especially with the with, the, with what the Mets did. But yeah, that that's not my prediction. There is Astros or Blue Jays against the Braves. Love it, hey, brilliant, Johnny. Uh, Moon off. Anything else from you? No, that's it for me. You're done. Um, well, thank you very much, gents. Uh, Johnny, really appreciate it. No doubt we'll catch up with you three or four times during the course of the season. You're also um, very welcome on the Premier League Gambling Podcast as well, yeah. friend of the show. Um, little, you have, you have totally jinxed my Newcastle United team since you started betting <laughs> them. We haven't won for about three No, I, I haven't <laughs> bet them. I haven't bet them in two months. That's probably why they've been... Ah, I'm right. Gonna... Well, so it is your fault. I haven't bet them in two months. I don't know what is going on with that team, man. Mal, I, I'm going to be honest with you. That championship, I know Loris was in net. They just look flat, man. I don't know what's going on with that team. They just haven't looked good since a month, maybe. I don't know what the fuck happened. They were so fun to watch. I mean, they <laughs> they, they really fell off. What's the vibes like down there, man? Or is everyone down? Because that top four is not looking too good. No, what's happened is we we regressed and we regressed pretty hard. As as quickly as we'd arrived in the top four, we'd reversed out of it pretty quick. Because frankly, we were never meant to be there. That was part of the problem. Uh, we arrived and we weren't meant to be there. Um, oh. And we only had a small squad and it's just kind of catching up with us a little bit. So yeah, the, the cup final was a proper kick in the pants. I was at Wembley with my dad. Um, yeah, it was a thoroughly depressing I just hate Manchester United so much. I'm so mad that they were the team that did that to you guys. And then, you know, the 7-0 against Liverpool on Sunday helps it. I think it eases the pain a little bit for you, Mal. I think that's 7-0. It really, really did. The uh, the Discord channel, the the SGP and soccer Discord channel, was on fire on Sunday as those goals (laughs) were flying in. Uh, Even Moonaf was chirping up because we all know he's a pretend Liverpool fan. So he was having fun as well. So if you've stopped betting, put a bet on us, Johnny, on Sunday, and then that'll be the acid test to see whether or not it has been you that's been jinxed. I'll bet them on Sunday. Who do they have on Sunday? Home to Wolves. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll be betting them. That's, yeah, I'll be betting them. Bet them on the handicap. Um, So, yeah, thank you very much, Johnny. We'll speak to you. Um, as the season goes on. Uh, we've got NL East on Thursday, which I think might be Moonaf and D-Rock is back. Um, keep your eyes peeled for the WBC podcast as well. Myself and Noah uh, are getting across the WBC. We're going to preview Pool C and D, which features USA, Dominican Republic, uh, and a lot of the big boys are in there. So we'll be doing that at the weekend. Um, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Slack, Discord, you know where to find us. If you could give us five stars on Spotify as well, it comes in very handy. Um, Thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. Really getting amped up uh, for the MLB season. Good luck with all your bets between now and Thursday. Until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.